welcome back, everybody, to the official episode one of Get the Badger. This is an introduction to Culture Force. How's it going, mate? You all right? Yeah, good, man. You? Yeah, mate. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm asking you that like we haven't spoke <laughs> since the last one, but um, we talk every day. But for everybody listening, are you well? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good, you know. Just um, just trying to keep keep positive in these times. And I know, man. It is, it is tough, mate. And on that, actually, yeah, that's quite a good segue into the beginning of the podcast. Um, I think what we'll do, we did speak about it briefly, is we're going to kick off every episode of the podcast with something positive that has happened the week prior. So anything from the last time the listeners have heard until now, something in your week that's been a bit positive, we'll just try and keep it upbeat for everybody listening. So you can kick it off since this is your episode. Yeah, so um, for me... We got over 50 members in my Culture Force Discord group as of last week. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so in that group, it's like a kind of cook group um, where we speak about Supreme and that kind of stuff. It's still not not where I want it to be yet, so it's not like full full flow, but um, yeah, it's getting there. So yeah, 50, I think you, 50 members is pretty good, man, you know? I mean, that's clear. You really know how to fill up your time. <laughs> You've got the podcast, Culture Force, Uni, the Discord, Um what else? TikTok. Um, are you feel fully grown for it, mate? Yeah, well, I mean, you're you're the one to talk to TikTok about at the moment, aren't you? Well, that's it, mate. That's it. Um, but I will say this now: I have never ever been in a Discord, seen a Discord, or even know how to join a Discord. <laughs> so that you may have to show me that one day. I hear loads of people talking about it, but personally, have never even ventured into a Discord. So, I <laughs> uh, maybe you can teach me that at one point um, so right I'll, I'll throw mine in and then we'll get into the podcast which is going to be just a bit about you and your life and how you came up through uh, basically starting the way back to when you were a, a nipper as we as we call it in Scotland up until now um, and we'll just briefly go over it but my highlight to the week on that TikTok mm-hmm. point for me personally is we had two decent TikToks in the past week we one hit 30k views wow. another one hit 40k views which is decent because we only had a couple hundred followers so um i we're happy about that this week it was good so what, for us it was what good one, what one did better was it the patch ironing one or the cut the dying the patch ironing one so we took a stone island badge that was it looked ridiculous i don't know what happened to it and then we gave it a new lease of life so that one hit just over 40k views wow sorry right, isn't it for an old guy crazy mate I, I can't do tiktok i'm tried it but um not not quite there yet you know i think it's to be honest it's katrina it's not even me i can't take the credit <laughs> it's not me I, I help hold the camera and stuff and she does everything else <laughs> take us back to when you were younger school days um, and what you used to be like. So now we know you as Jack, Culture Force, Supreme Reseller, Streetwear Extraordinaire. <laughs> um, but what, what were you like back then, going through school, your personality and type of person, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think um, at school, I was just like a typical boy, um, obsessed with football, sport. Um, I didn't, didn't have any interest in dressing relatively well at all. So yeah, I just a really typical kind of lad. I played a lot of football, a lot of 
a lot yeah a lot of lots of football was like the kind of main main thing played a few other sports as well but yeah it was uh, my whole my whole childhood was like a typical boy football driven you know and you you you're a bit younger than me as well when i was younger or at the age you're speaking about at the minute um we were always outdoors were you an outdoors kid or consoles and like technology wasn't huge when we're at the age we're talking about for me what was it like for you were you half and half were you always outdoors yeah it was probably half and half mate um i used to play a lot of i, used, I still do now but it's a big big gamer um but yeah okay. it was it was a lot of the time a lot of the time when i was between like maybe eight to like i don't know 13 14 it was or maybe even a bit longer younger than that but it was just sport like clubs activity stuff you know that kind of stuff yeah, a youngster, isn't it? Um, I guess yeah. that's what it's about. It was too exciting. You know? Just a regular childhood upbringing, was it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool, man. And school as well. What were you like in school? Popular kid? Non-popular? Nah, not really. I was, I was, I was really quiet at school. A lot of different topics. Oh, were you? Yeah, really quiet. Um, yeah, so going from secondary school, secondary school, I was just really quiet. Um, I had a good group of mates, uh, yeah. But then I, I kind of faded from them, and then I left school and I went to college. And college was where, um, like, I started being a bit more creative and and meeting more people and like expressing myself, if you like. I think I think a lot of people say that at, like the end end years of like secondary school going into college is you don't really know or you don't find out who you are until you start kind of experiencing adult life, I suppose, isn't it? Um, and you get to get to mix away loads of different people for different backgrounds and I a lot I hear a lot of people saying that. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think um because at school for, for however long you're in secondary school or high school for, you're you're there for a set quite a long, you know, four four, five years maybe. I don't know. That was six yeah. years. No. And you're that set with like you you're with those amount of people for that amount of time. And sometimes depending where you go to secondary school, that they, they could have gone to your primary school as well. So you you're constantly around the same people for like, you know, a long, a long time. And when I went to college, I finally met new people and I was like kind of forced to like socialise with new people. Hey, that's it. And then I think that really kind of brought me out as a character and, and you know, developed my personality a little bit more. I think when you're put in a different environment, your comfort zones get pushed as well. And a lot of the time you don't really have a choice but to adapt or or change um, certain times. So I think that's the reason because you, you start to see the world differently. Because as you say, you, you go through primary school and high school where a lot of the same same people, same friends, and um, yeah. you know that same thing for so many years. I guess you're right, mate. I, that's, that's very true, man. you're saying you were into a lot of football did you look up to a lot of footballers from like the team who who is it you support if if you uh, want to put that yeah <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i'm a Watford fan so i used to go to well, i still go to a lot of games well obviously not at the moment but i'm a season ticket holder yeah. go to a lot of away games i know a lot of your your kind of culture or like probably a lot of your customers are really into you know casual Massively. stuff you know yeah um, i know you're, you you aren't personally but it's such an amazing like community growing up supporting supporting especially not so much playing it for me but supporting was was, was amazing you know i think because yeah. i only my, i used to go with my dad so i still do i still do go with my dad like pre-covid anyway and um that just like you know built built the fundamentals of the relationship i have with him now you know um, yeah man, that's it, sick. it's amazing because you like 
it's such a going to football you experience so many different emotions and I think that really develops you like emotionally um, yeah yeah mate it's I, I can't even put it into words how like important football was and still is for me now you know that's crazy um, I don't I don't have that like you say I'm not usually into football played it I'm probably the opposite I played it a lot but I never never really went to it um, but that's cool I, d- I never knew only until recently when I was chatting I never knew you were into football so much um, and I think it was the other week you were like oh, I'm a massive like football going to the games and stuff like that and I was like oh, I don't even I never thought um, I never had you down as a, a massive football fan so that's cool man yeah yeah I do get that I get that quite a bit you know Okay. Um, do you really? I think. Mean, I think. Yeah. Back. Back in the day, not so much. But now, I think maybe the way I dress is a little bit different. So, did you have any idols through that? Did oh you yeah. Have anybody you looked um, up to as you were younger? Well, what one was definitely my dad. Um, yeah. Probably because of the connection with the football, you know. Um, yeah. And, and probably a couple of players who no one's probably going to know, so I won't name any. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I had because Watford weren't like I know you're not familiar with football but Watford are probably a lot bigger now than they were like 10 years ago um, right okay and that was when I was like growing up watching them um, maybe even a little bit longer than that um, and that was when obviously uh, I developed like a massive attachment to them and that's when I I probably w- would brand those players then as some of them as like like inspirations or idols as such you know yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. And um, to be a season ticket holder as well, is that religiously like every season in and out you buy a season ticket? Yes, yes, mate. Right, so that's that's big. That's like a that's a that's a fan, like a proper fan. Right, that's cool, man. That's crazy. I would love to. To be honest, I would love to be as passionate about football and follow a team and and go weekly and all that kind of stuff. But I just I just never ever got into it, mate. So that's cool, man. I, I do at times I find not jealousy. That's not the right word, but I, I, I guess I wish I had that with a with a football team, but I just don't. <laughs> but we'll move on to I guess fashion since that's what this podcast is purely about or what it's it's aiming to be. What do you remember being your first bit of clothing footwear that springs to your memory right away? So something that you maybe got and thought, this is like this is sick. <laughs> maybe a pair of kicks or a top or something you thought, oh, this is what I've been wanting for so long, I don't know. Yeah, so when I was, I think about 17, I bought my first Palace um, hoodie and it had a hole in it and I bought it for like 30 quid. And, um, <laughs> But this was what the the cherub hoodie design. This is what it's based on, you know. So obviously, I wanted the hoodie to kind of. I don't know if it would represent anything, but that was where the inspiration came. Was that's where the cherub design came from, anyway? Um, so that was inspired by your first your first kind of piece or your standout piece. Yeah, because the it, it was de- it definitely wasn't a good a good garment. Like it wasn't like a standout piece at all. It was like quite subtle. It didn't have the kind of OG triferg design, which for those of you who aren't like like in who don't know palace that is effectively like the stone island badge you know um right okay they're, they're kind of supreme box logo like they're og like recognizable design um and it didn't have that. it was just yeah it was just a couple of cherubs and it said palace on it and it was really beaten up but then i also i sold it for a little bit of profit um and then that oh, did you yeah yeah that was that was it really mate 
I was just about to ask, do you still have that piece? But clearly not. The the reseller in you took over. Yeah, I, I will. I will buy it back one day, mate. They're a little bit more expensive now because they are quite old. But, um, yeah, I bet you. I bet you. Have they reissued that, or has it just been that? Was it nah. just like a nah, nah, nah. nothing like that? So it'll probably me. take you a while to try and track one down. <laughs> yeah, it will do. Yeah, mate, that's cool, man. We spoke about this a little bit on the first the kind of pilot episode about when you kind of got into fashion streetwear. Um, but do you want to do you want to touch on that a little bit about how you got into what you do now and how Culture Force came about? Yeah, so my interest in fashion initially sparked when I was at college, and my friend Morgan, who I'm not actually, I don't, I don't speak to him too much anymore, but um, I effectively copied what he was kind of doing with Supreme and he was so passionate about it. And I was like, I was like, I just want to get a bit of this. And I just kind of learned off him just from being mates of him, you know, um, to learn off someone else. He wasn't reselling as such, but he was just so passionate about Supreme and streetwear. Yeah. Um, and then I started getting into it like that. And then it just kind of led, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know, but it just kind of continued. Um, and I started buying more, selling a little bit more just to, I basically sold in order to afford more, clothes you know yeah um, yeah so you could get personal bits yeah and that was it really mate and then and then obviously came i started i started buying supreme from the website on the drops and i started making like 20 quid 30 quid a week on it and how then, is that for you do you enjoy the sorry do you enjoy the the catch in the drops does that is that hard work for you or do you enjoy the buzz of trying to get the get the drops so most of my my money comes from pre-loved supreme yeah yeah not really any dead stock stuff mate because it's so difficult to get hold of but i'm, I'm always there 11 o'clock on a thursday morning trying to buy it and yeah, I, yeah. I've, got a good, I've got a good success rate but i don't do yeah. bots. i don't i don't um i don't do any of that there's a lot of people who who, who make money from buying dead stock supreme but i don't I, I just don't enjoy that as much there is something it's just something so satisfying about manually purchasing yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in about 10 seconds in that 10 second period <laughs> um, yeah. website's crashing and it's lagging it's honestly mate well, it's a big one this Thursday and you know it's just like the whole week is like it's proper it's proper nerdy but the whole week I'm kind of excited and looking looking forward to it you know yeah that's it because you started doing uh, you probably still do sorry but um, you were doing like leading up to drop day and you were talking about this up and coming stock and what's going to be profitable and what you should look out for and colorways you still doing that yeah, but most of that now is Discord related. Um, right. Okay. So that's your Discord. Yeah, I, I'm just trying it out. I'm not gonna. I'm probably not gonna put as much. I still put a little bit on the Instagram story, but um, it's still. I'm still trying to figure out the direction. You know. Yeah, that's cool, man. You know, so uh, still up in the air a little when, bit. When you said that you your friend in college, you used to see what he done. Would you see it was a bit of an inspiration? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And he was a reason that you got into it, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I just, yeah, I don't know. He was just such a such a good guy, and I, I was just so close to him. And um, yeah, yeah, for like eighteen months, we were literally like inseparable, and we were just really good, really, really good mates. And um, he taught me a lot about like the kind of do's and don'ts, and or like you know the, the yeah that kind of vibe. Yeah, that's amazing, man. That's cool. It's always good when someone's got a bit of a story as well. Do you know what I mean? When, when like the likes of, because uh, you could just, oh, 
decided. There's like loads of people out there who just wake up one morning and decide we're going to start reselling Supreme, but I don't know, it seems a bit more uh, authentic when there's a bit of a backstory and how you get into it. That's cool, man. What about your own personal style? Have you always, has it just been since college that you've decided to get into streetwear and do you wear a lot of Supreme personally? Yeah. So I never really had a, I didn't really have a, a fashion sense or like a, a style before college. It was like halfway through second year, of co- uh, first year of college, sorry, was when I started buying bits. Um, not not really Supreme as such, but a couple of bits, a couple of Palace bits because it was a little bit cheaper than Supreme. Um, a couple of college American style sweatshirts. And yeah, that kind of, it was, it was almost, it wasn't like developing a new style. It was just going away from the mainstream style. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was what that was kind of what what led up led to everything where where my style is now. But yeah, in terms of my style now, it is it is all over the place. I, some days I wear like hypey stuff and I wear super expensive garments, but like which and and then other days I'll, I'll wear stuff that yeah I just like it's it's just baggy, oversized, doesn't have any branding, on brand, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, it just depends really, mate. But I think I'm always going through phases, you know. I think mean, I mean, fashion at the moment is so like there's trends, or there's always trends, but there's trends constantly. Um, and you know, you've kind of got to see what trend you've got to tap into certain trends to see if that's the one you want to be a part of. Or, yeah, I think so. Or, or like if that's you know not 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 your kind of vibe or your style. So yeah, I mean, obviously I like Supreme, I like streetwear, and that is the the majority of the kind of style I wear, but I am, you know, open to other stuff. I think as the world evolves as well, and uh, we go more and more into new generations, you see that there's so, like, people are just expressive these days. Like, everybody just wants to express themselves in their own individual and unique way. And I think from that stems so many different styles of trends and, um, and, and with social media as well, it just drives so much different styles. Um, And even within particular fashion cultures within those individual cultures there's so many like unique subcultures um that belong to that actual culture as well it's crazy man i love to see it i really love to see people doing different stuff and being unique and just doing their own thing man i think it's refreshing is a good word for it i think we threw this next question in last minute um because we wanted to mix it up a little bit so hit us with a memory of yours where you thought I cannot believe I wore that. So a bit of a fashion disaster where you look back and you think, how did we ever wear them or those or whatever it was? Yeah, all right. So this wasn't actually that long ago. It would have been <laughs> okay. 20, 2019 summer. Um, and it was like spray on, maybe maybe a little right, maybe a little bit early in 2019 summer, but it would have been spray on skinny jeans with <laughs> um, Alexander McQueen's, you know, the kind of chunky white shoe. Jeez. Um, and they were like, that was like a Love Island trend. Um, <laughs> a Love Island trend. Yeah, mate, and it was so bad. I hated it so much. I've got two pairs which I have, which are, they're, the Alexander McQueen's are expensive, man. And I spent quite yeah. a lot of money on two of them. And I the two, did two different pairs. Um, and they're awful, awful. I, I, yeah, that was like, I cringe when I look back at pictures of nights out of me wearing stuff like that, man. It was awful, man. <laughs> 
I can honestly say, hand on heart, I cannot even picture you in a pair of Alexander McQueen's. Ah, you just got such a prick wearing them, mate. Oh, it's... And it was that recent as well. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was genuinely probably two years ago, maybe a little couple bit. Couple of years back. Wow. I mean, I need to see those pictures. We need to get them <laughs> on Instagram. Instagram uh, content that is. In terms of reselling, and since you've been going at it and building up culture force and flipping and buying and trading and whatever else as you get up to, what's been your biggest loss? So your biggest L that you have encountered? I did. So this isn't a... Well, I did lose money on this, actually, yeah. So I went on... I brought a... At a Stone Island... This is more like a personal piece to me. Um, so I, just okay. looked, I had this Stone Island lime crew neck you know just to i'm not i don't i don't know massive amounts of stone island, about stone island but i just love this jumper yeah. and i wore it on a night out it, i bought it for about 100 quid it was probably worth oh. a little bit more than that it was i bought it second hand but it was immaculate condition i wore it all the time and i wore it on a night out and i me and my, i don't know what me and my mate were doing but we were pissing about and he threw an elbow or like his arm and it hit me in the nose and I got a massive nosebleed. Um, no. And oh, I panicked because obviously I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. This is like my best, best jumper. And I was like, I was like, I was like, shit, I'm going to have to, I don't know what I'm going to do. Anyway, so I ran out to try to like sprint out the, well, I ran towards the toilets. Um, and it was, it, it was kind of angled. So I didn't, you can't see, well, from the dance floor, you couldn't see where the toilets were. They, they were around the corner, right? So I sprinted around that corner and some guy was yeah. on the tray of like, a rainbow fucking no. um, cocktails. And I, me and my mate just, because we both sprinted there. Um, <laughs> and we just knocked the cocktails flying and it just went all over, oh, all over my jumper. Um, and the stains never properly came out. We try, I tried really, really hard, but it never came out. And then I sold it for, just wanted to get rid of it because it had so many bad, that night was just terrible. Um, bad memories. Yeah, terrible memories. And I just got rid of it for like six fifty, fifty-five quid or something. Jeez, that was beautiful, mate. I honestly adored it. It was the most amazing jumper ever. It fit perfectly. You know, you know, it was just one of those things which just looked sick. Like it just looked perfect. You know. Yeah, yeah. We all have them, mate. The go tos. (sighs) Yeah, it's a gutter. So it had blood and rainbow shorts all over it. At least you managed to get something for it. Yeah, mate. I just. uh, I don't really, there's not many garments I, I would, I, I don't, I want to keep, you know, I'm quite happy selling stuff at the moment anyway. See, I'm the same, yeah, I'm the same as well. I, I find that as well. I don't really get attached too much to things. Um, so I am, I'm with you on that one, mate. All right, let's reverse that. Um, what's been your biggest success? Um, so in terms of, in terms of clothing, that was your biggest L by far. What's been your biggest, even if it was like a flip, so you maybe made the most money on something or your biggest success when it comes to a clothing piece or a buy or whatever, something along those lines? I it was I managed to cop a Supreme CDG box logo. I cop two of them, which is pretty much unheard of. Manually? Uh, yeah, manually. Um, Jeez. In 2018. And in 2018, I, w- I wasn't doing Coach Force. I was just doing right, okay. a tiny bit of reselling. Yeah. Um, like through, through through Facebook pages and personal and a little bit yeah, of yeah, yeah. Stuff. 
Um, so yeah, I just managed to get two of them and it was literally nuts because you, you don't get two box logos. You just doesn't, you don't really manage, unless you're manually anyway. And so saw, what did you, so just, just to understand, how did you, did you put a multiple quantity and try and check out or did you go in twice and buy? No, you got, you can't, you can't uh, go twice with the same style. So you've got to go. That's crazy. Go back. So I, I went back because it the site just lagged, mate, and it was pure luck. It wasn't because I was fast. It was just pure Jeez. luck. Um, and I was on my phone as well. Um, and I was, I think I was like out. I was, yeah, I was actually, I wasn't at home. I can't remember where I was. I think I might be my phone. <laughs> That's crazy, mate. Sorry, on you go. So, so you got those? Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I sold them for about two, two, two twenty each, I think. And that isn't my biggest profit margin by far, but. It, it was just it, it back then it was and it was just such like yeah. a rarity so uh, yeah definitely I always look back at that and think fuck man how on earth did I manage that the fact you got two is crazy oh mate it was especially on especially on a manual buy that's unreal yeah crazy man and the collaboration the CDG amazing man Where is Culture Force going? What's the end goal? What do you see for the future of Jack and Culture Force? <laughs> um, I think I want to use Culture Force as a way yeah. to build my own personal uh, grails and collections. I have a lot of. I, I'm quite. I'm a bit of a like. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, but I, I do like collecting stuff, right? Uh, and okay. with, with Supreme, anyway, especially accessories and stuff. I have a lot of weird accessories and whatever um so i would like to use culture force to build up build up a capital to be able to invest in stuff like that because that's stuff i just really like uh, and then in yeah. terms of the actual business i just want to keep growing it i want to have other elements stem off it like the discord um like my own brand like i'm doing at the moment um and yeah i mean i can't i don't know if i'm gonna i don't think i'm gonna go full-time as such but it's always going to be a part-time like graft if you like it uh, yeah and then yeah. maybe, maybe if stuff things fall through, I will go full time. Or maybe if I have the time and capital to put into marketing and the, the advertisements, I will do that. Um, but it all depends how it goes in the next year. I think the next year is really important because um, I finish uni, and then after those like kind of six months, although six seven months after university is finished, um, that will depend where Culture Force goes. So yeah, mate, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't have an end goal for it as such. Yeah, at the minute you're just kind of seeing, keeping it there, keeping it strong. Because um, it's, it's always something, if you decide to move away into something else um, after uni and you still run that part time in the background, it's always going to be there, I guess. It's always going to be sitting there to be utilised if needed, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Because it's, it's, like, it's like a brand of its own as well, Culture Force. Um, rather than just, a, especially if you're building the Discord and you get the Depop and the Instagram, it's like a brand of its own, it's its own identity. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> you summed it up pretty well, mate. That's exactly what I want, you know, it kind of have yeah. its own community. And I like, um, I'm quite set on the idea of having good quality imagery and content because um, obviously at uni I study, I study film. And before that, before I studied film, I used to do a lot of video editing. I still do it now, but not as much. Um, so I've, yeah. always, I've always had a keen eye on content production and content creation. So I do like to spend time creating good posts and posting good content. And I often get really paranoid when a, a post on Instagram drops quality or grain crops in or some stuff like that. Like it has to be has to be perfect. And I think that's that's the fundamentals of what Culture Force now is built on. Is that like 
you know the images i like them to be really really good and especially for the instagram content you know so i want to keep continuing to post almost they just like really good crisp um instagram content yeah 100 percent, and 100 percent. i hear where you're coming from right before we wrap this up let me know or hit us with your favorite supreme accessory because you just mentioned that you have quite a few because i know what mine is of yours um so let me know let me know what yours is um yeah i, I mean i'm probably gonna have to say the one you're thinking about mate because it's unbelievable um so yeah the chucky doll the chucky doll the chucky doll and i know it's just a new release um last year but oh was it last year hey, it was uh yeah it was, yeah was it the end of last year i think it was december last year yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's amazing but and got, also it, that it's next to me here it's next to me here let me wait i'll play it hang on all right you ready yeah, yeah. you know what they say you just can't keep a good guy down wait it's, it's, it's Mate, that's unreal. And the TikTok or the reel that you made is the best bit of content I think I have seen in the past year on TikTok or anywhere, mate. It is phenomenal and I cannot believe it didn't blow up. You need to keep re-uploading it until that gets traction. It is phenomenal. Cheers, mate. Thank you. But yeah, it's yeah. It, the detail on the doll or on the actual like doll is is yeah. nuts. Like, I mean, it's it's completely like supreme branded. It's got Oh mate, it's just it's wearing like supreme garments, but for a doll, you know. It's that, amazing, mate. Oh, it's it's amazing. From what I know of what you have, that's my favourite accessory. And I think I fell in love with it, even though it's not mine when you made that TikTok <laughs> or the reel, however you formatted it, but it is phenomenal. I've watched that 15, 16 times. <laughs> it's fucking excellent. It's really good, man. Um so that that was a short snippet, I guess, into into culture force and, and where it came from and, and you as well, mate, as a as a, a person on this earth. Again to everybody listening, we're still learning. We have a new editor in the form of um <laughs> my other half. So she's gonna to get to editing on this as soon as we're finished. We've got some new music to get thrown in there as well. So we are learning learning curve for the both of us. But this is the official episode one. Thanks for tuning in and this has been Culture Force and who is Culture Force. All right, thank you, everybody. We'll see you on episode two when it will be all about Sell After and me. Take care. Thank you all.